All right, this is Darker Days Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Mike, and tonight I'm joined by David. How's it going, David? Hey, it's going good. It's it's. This is a different episode for me. I'm not usually on these episodes, so I'm quite excited about this one. Yeah, that's right. This is your first uh, RPG setting review. We're going to be covering Deviant tonight, right? Yeah, it's also like my first, I think it's my first uh, Chronicles episode, like OP, uh, Onyx Path episode. I think it's the first one I'll be on. So it could be, it could be. You know, you've joined us uh, outside of the Dark Hammer for uh, like the Zhang Shi uh, uh, interview and uh, kind of discussion we had, and some other kind of spooky things. Like I did the Aliens review, and I've done things oh, from yeah. the Blood review and stuff. But yeah, I think this is my first Onyx Path game. All right, excellent, excellent. Well, happy to have you here as usual, and uh, hopefully Chig will be joining us later to hop in and uh, record a few segments. He's uh driving all around in a uh he, he's had to travel for work during these uh trying times so um hopefully he can uh join us later to cover a few things about the main topic which is of course deviant the renegades actually david so here in the introduction segment sometimes we like to get a little game update so what kind of games have you been playing lately i've just recently played my first kind of um live stream game of uh, some Onyx Path games, which is really cool. Finally getting introduced into them properly. So I did a Changeling the Lost and Demon the Descent jump starts over on Onyx Path Twitch, uh, mm-hmm. where they were running those to introduce people to games. So that was really cool to get introduced to kind of how 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 to play those games. Um, Warhammer. We are hopefully um, continuing our Enemy Within campaign on Sunday. So yep. this will come out this Friday, I think, and then on Sunday we should hopefully be continuing it. Oh, this coming Saturday I'll be doing the live stream with Chris for Swansea Comic Con, where we'll be doing some Soulbound. Um, oh no, my own home group, um, not home group, but my my uni group that playing over Zoom. We've just started a World War Two submarine themed. Uh, eight, uh, what's it called? The Cthulhu game. Uh, Trail of Cthulhu? Octune Cthulhu? No, 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 no. no. Fate uh, of Cthulhu? With Cthulhu green. Tech? Oh, Delta Green. Delta Green, gotcha. Delta green, yes, Delta Green. We've just start, We've literally just started that today. Great fun. Um, being awesome. trapped in a submarine in the world in World War Two when weird things are about to happen. That's kind of that's the gaming that I've been doing for RPG. I've got awesome. Kurt City. I've played a few games with that. You saw me and Chris play that on our Twitch a couple of days ago. Uh, Darker Days Radio Twitch, that is. Outstanding. You're one of the lucky people that actually got Cursed City. I know. Um, the I'm cursed not product. Run about what the fuck's going on with that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Something about Brexit. Who knows? Yeah. What games have you been up to? What have you been doing? Uh, I mean, we usually just cover one person's uh, game update, but yeah, I've been playing uh, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, uh, Enemy Within with you on the Gehenna uh, Gaming uh, Twitch stream, and also... Uh, a little bit of Iron Kingdom's role-playing game on the Darker Days Radio Twitch. Uh, and people can check those out. And yeah, that's pretty much it for my gaming. So uh, with that, let's move on over to the gaming news because we have a few things we want to cover. All right, so for gaming news, of course, upcoming we have TriotCon, which is on May 14th and 15th. Uh, it's a gaming con, which is all about trying new systems and settings that you haven't experienced before. It's being run by uh, 
some great folks in the uh, podcasting community, uh, including uh, Terry from uh, Major Podcast and Chaz from the Story Told Podcast. And uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be there. I was planning to run some Mummy of the Resurrection, but uh, it seems like I'm going to be super duper busy that week and weekend. So I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but um, definitely something really cool. We'll put a link in the show notes if people want to check that out. Yeah, I would recommend it. Like You can drop in games for like $2. It's really cheap. Two to six dollars, I think the games run at, and there are some really good GMs and storytellers running games there. I'm unfortunately busy that weekend um, for other reasons that I won't go into here. But yeah, I'm not. <laughs> unfortunately, I've been invited to play, but I'm not going to be there. So. Yep, yep. But it should be a good time. And uh, David, what's the what's the big news in the World of Darkness community? Yeah, the big news that has has excited and uh, worried a lot of people. Um, there was the um, the announcement. Was it today or was it yesterday? I can't remember. Yeah, where. yesterday, I think. Yesterday, yeah, that was it. Uh, that there's going to be a World of Darkness TV show. Um, so Paradox have signed up with some Hollywood agencies, and they've got some really, really good names behind it. And they're going to be doing a World of Darkness TV show. So it's not based upon any specific setting so it's not vampire it's not werewolf or any of them they're, they're kind of combining the things together like, from what it sounds like mm -hmm. but um yeah so they've got people for, who have worked on the witcher production side they've got people who've worked on the expanse and shadow and bone working on it and these are like three of my favorite kind of tv programs at the moment so um mm -hmm. I, i've got i've got hope um that it that it will be good um, with those names behind it and the programs that they've worked on before. But there's always that worry that we'll end up with Kindred again. Um, hey, yeah. I, I kind of liked Kindred of the uh, Kindred the Embrace, not Kindred of the East. Didn't like that one. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you know, it was a uh, it was the mid 90s. It was a different time. It's before like uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and stuff. And there are some interesting ideas in it, although certain characters really just don't gel like the uh, main protagonist question mark frank kohanic um but there was some okay stuff with it but yeah i mean you know in this this uh sort of golden age of television that uh we're currently in it's very exciting to see something happening for the uh world of darkness and you know if they can combine everything and make it into like an interesting maybe anthology kind of show i know uh mr gone of uh character sheet fame has always been a big proponent of that for the uh, world of darkness uh, that sort of an anthology show could be really cool. Uh, but we'll have to see what happens. And uh, yeah, I think with that, let's move on over to the main segment, reviewing Deviant the Renegades. And also, let's get Chig in here to join us for that segment. All right, so let's talk about uh, Deviant the Renegades a little bit. Uh, of course, kicking off, I think we have uh, Chig here now. How's it going, Chig? Pretty good, Mike. Uh... Glad I was able to make it home from work in time to join the uh, recording tonight. Yeah, we're really happy to have you here uh, because we know you have quite a bit of insight into Deviant's many different aspects. So where do you want to start? Uh, well, let's start at the beginning of the book. That's always a good place to start. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with the mood and themes of Deviant the Renegade. Hmm. Uh, so as for mood and themes, reading through the book, I, I came up with a few. There's anger and revenge. There's horror and betrayal at the changes that your body is going through. You know, your voice is changing. You're getting hair in new places. You might start to notice girls or boys in a different light. 
there's transformation and conspiracy. Uh, Deviant, at its core, is a game about being different, either from birth or through the actions of others, and coming to terms with that, uh, often by lashing out at those who hurt and changed you. Now, the game itself says that the themes are isolation and revenge, but honestly, this game reads a lot like Chronicles of Darkness X-Men, and like every X-Men story, this is a game about puberty. Whoa, bold statement there, Chig. So... (laughs) So, I mean, I think we have to rewind a little bit here. So, Deviant the Renegades is a game about individuals, oftentimes called volunteers, who have been taken uh, or recruited by a conspiracy, and then they're somehow changed. There's a divergence away from uh, normal humanity, and they become something different, one of the Deviants. And they uh, will probably escape from one of these conspiracies and then be raging against it. Which is where you get that that anger and revenge kind of themes, the the horror and betrayal that you were just mentioning. However, as you just alluded to, there is a lot of um, uh, correlation with a uh, I don't even want to call it a, a coming of age story, but uh, dealing with with radical changes to one's one's mind and body, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was it was kind of tongue in cheek earlier when I said that it was about puberty, but it is about growing into being a new type of person so that can be anything from the tongue-in-cheek joke of it being a game about puberty or it could be about you know coming to terms with the fact that maybe you aren't as straight as you thought you were or you aren't as a cisgender as you thought you were or you've always realized that you were different in that way and you know this is a game about uh, learning to express that yeah, there's definitely some sub themes of uh, not just body horror, but also really of discovery, uh, which I think is pretty interesting, and mm. and we're definitely kind of highlighting here. Now, I do think it is funny to uh, draw that uh, X Men illusion because I, I think <laughs> I want to have a poll for the uh, the three of us here. So, I mean, Onyx Path has really tried to distance Deviants from being described as the uh, Chronicles of Darkness superheroes game, but uh, uh, I, mean, I really want listeners to kind of listen and decide for themselves if that's the case but you know did, did the two of you get a vibe that this was a bit of a superheroes kind of game definitely absolutely 100 yeah. <laughs> okay i mean maybe not a hundred percent you can so yeah superheroes was definitely a sub theme that you could play with this but i also mentioned in the group chat that this is probably the best fomori book that i've seen since uh mm. Since Project, uh, not Project Twilight. Um, Freak Legion. Freak Legion, yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you. Yeah, you could absolutely use this to just make some utterly horrendous, horrible people who have had bad stuff happen to them. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's interesting. It's a very interesting game. We're going to get into it in uh, a bit more depth. And uh, today we're just going to be covering kind of the setting and the story elements of Deviant the Created, uh, Deviant the, uh, the Renegades. And uh, we'll be covering some of the rules, character creation, mechanics in another episode. Uh, and I think actually the superhero themes will be much more uh, obvious and prevalent when we, when we cover that. Um, but yeah, um, that's pretty much all I have to say about the, uh, the kind of core moods and themes. Uh, David, is there anything you wanted to uh, uh, chip in about that? Not really. I, 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 I think for me is it's that idea of discovering who you are and kind of the changes 
the changes that you can go through, whether it's physical or mental, in various stages of your life and how you deal with it. Obviously, there is a there's a lot of body horror in this game, um, in in the way that transformations can happen. When when you say deal with it, though, I think uh, as listeners will hear, uh, the deviants don't usually deal with it very well. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be uh, that's, the, that's going to be a running where, theme here. I think that's where Chig gets his a uh, more of a tongue-in-cheek aspect from is like not dealing with it well. So it could be like, yep. um, just as you were talking about that, I was thinking of uh, when you first go off to university as well. There's like themes of you're rediscovering yourself. Sometimes you want to then, because re- you're meeting new people, you'll change who you are. And how well does that go? If it doesn't go well, then you get angry at people for not accepting you for who you are. So there's a lot of kind of acceptances as well, trying to get that acceptance for who you are within it. So, But no, I think that's all of it. Also, I do think this is definitely a superhero game because uh, one of the clades that we'll come to later, the Cephalists, as soon as I was reading that thing, I just thought Professor X. There, there was no, there was no even seeing Chig's comments about it earlier. It was just, this is Professor X. So. You mean the one with the uh, character art of a uh, a woman who has, um, like you know, issues issues with her legs and also has uh, telepathic abilities that 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 screamed to you, Professor X from the X Men? No, 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 it wasn't that. No, I no, I wasn't making those connections there at all. No, yep, <laughs> it was the guy punching someone with an electric fish. Uh the art in this book is pretty rad. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let's move on. Let's let's uh, great let's, art. Let's dive into this a little bit more, Chig. And uh, do you want to talk to us a little bit about um, the different axes of character creation? Absolutely. So, um, like, well, like all Chronicle of Darkness games, uh, there are two different axes of character creation. There's, first of all, there's the origin, which is how the conspiracy created you. And uh, before we get into the uh, the list of origins, I would like to point out that for no good reason. Each origin has two names. Um, the book will flip back and forth between the two names for each of them, and that's just unnecessary. Um, hmm. So I don't know why, but uh, the the game says that there are formal and informal that they are formal and informal designations. But who who's making these formal designations? This isn't you know. There's no big society of deviants out there really i mean it's not like they have you know the grand wolf pack or whatever from werewolf or you know big ancient uh conspiracies from vampire yeah that's a good point and chick i know you're going to be giving both the uh, formal and informal names as you uh, go through these so it's kind of important to just take note of that i mean there's definitely a, a tradition in the chronicles of darkness games of having that kind of formal name and then a more informal version so for example you know, in, in Vampire the Requiem, you have the uh, the Mechet vampire clan who have the nickname of Shadows. All right, one's one's pretty uh kind of the uh, the vulgar Argot, if you will. And then maybe in like uh, Mummy the Curse, you have the uh, Mesenebu guild of mummies, uh, who are alternatively known as the Alchemists, which is a bit of an easier term. Um, yeah, as you point out, Deviant does have a doesn't really have a structured society, so this is a little strange. Uh, I could see these uh, more formal titles being used by uh, particular uh, conspiracies that have researched many many of the Deviants. That could be the case, um, but I do have I really do struggle seeing it as a uh, have a widespread uh, uh, terminology. 
and the um the more informal ones seem like they would get more use i would say i would probably go with those typically uh when i was playing the game and use those more when i have like npcs talking and the like just as a on a quick one what i because i completely agree i think it's completely it's pointless what they've done here and it's just kind of over confusing matters i found i had to read it a couple of times to kind of get through it um kind of get my head around the different names but yeah chronicles does have this whole thing about different names but usually you see those in like um the actual full descriptions where they kind of go also known as or different names and they give a list of different names here but within when we kind of look at what deviant is and that there is and we'll talk about it a lot later this kind of open world setting and the conspiracies are these really dark underground things that nobody really knows what it is having formal names makes no sense because who's formally named these things because it's all about hidden societies there isn't like a structure so i I would i would kind of say you'd take an informal name and then there'd be lots of other informal names listed on like that i don't know not the character sheet but where you see these descriptions Um, it's just a little bit it irritates me a little bit yeah i had to flip back and forth between them to figure out when they were you know giving their discussions of other splats but anyway let's get to the the splats themselves so the first splat in the book, the first origin in the book, is the autoergic, also known as the elect. Uh, these are people who lined up to be remade in an attempt to become more than human. Often they continue to tow the party or conspiracy line, and not many of them become renegades. Uh, next up we have the epimorphs, or the volunteers. Uh, so like the elect, this group also volunteered, hence the name, to become deviants. But unlike the autoergics, uh, it wasn't usually due to, you know, a deep-seated belief in the goals of the conspiracy, but it was more along the lines of, I have bills to pay, or my mom needs cancer treatment, or something along those lines. So they are technically volunteers, but there was definitely, you know, a reason they were volunteering beyond sheer patriotism yeah. or what have. I think uh, reading through a lot of the background material of deviants, it seemed to me that these were probably the most common, um, mm. you know, especially in like the background section. Yeah. And that is, that's what, that's what got me thinking, Oh, this is right. Fomori. Ah, good point. Good point. <laughs> because these are the people who just, you know, they work at Otali's or they work at, you know, Magadon or whatever, and well, if you you want to make your numbers this quarter, you better sign up for that uh, experimental gene therapy or whatever. Speaking of gene therapy, next up uh, we have uh, the exomorphs or the unwilling. Uh, these are people who were kidnapped, uh, bought, or otherwise taken in by a conspiracy and changed entirely against their will. Uh, science experiments, victims of torture, beta tests for the people who, you know, would become the autoergics later on. All those old chestnuts fall into this category. Uh, after them, uh, we have the genotypal or the born. Uh, you know, congrats. You are the Quizot's Hotterock or the boy who lived or, I don't know, maybe Cyclops. Uh, Point is, you were born this way, either because of just random genetics, or maybe centuries of selective breeding, or some other such origin story. You know, maybe uh, 
Maybe your mom was a demon. Who knows? It explains a lot about the royal family. Leaving that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Uh, we have a group called the Pathological, or the Accidents. Uh, these deviants were just, you know, mopping up some spilled chemicals when they were hit by cosmic radiation at the exact same time a piece of kryptonite fell out of the sky nearby. Uh, the ultimate, hey man, sometimes bad things happen to good people category mm. of deviant. Yeah, but usually the accident is still going to be the cause of some conspiracy, right? Because um, if you don't have that... Oh, yeah. Somebody mixed those chemicals together for them to go mop yep. up, obviously. Yep, yep, yep. Or it was, a, it was an accidental spill by this evil conspiracy, but the the ooze still got into the sewer and created the uh, ninja deviants. Yeah. Ninja I do want to make a side note that, um, <clears throat> you know, even even just compared to like the last couple Conquest uh, of Darkness books that came out, I think the uh, the character splat art for these is off the hook. Like some of these characters, like the... Um, there's one that's like this dude with all these bugs flying around him. Like he has, I don't think he has control of the bugs. Like he can, he can partially become these, these locusts basically. That's a really cool piece of artwork. And we mentioned the, uh, Oh, I thought he just had bad, you know, odor and he was attracting flies, but I like okay. your, well, I like your I answer mean, better. I was just glancing. I was, I wasn't unfortunately studying them, uh, very, very intensely, but, uh, I was getting a lot of cool ideas from them. Um, you know, we mentioned the uh, the young woman who is the uh, this is actually the cephalus, which is uh, one of the upcoming clades. Also, very very cool artwork and uh, just really inspiring. Oh, and there's a dude in the uh, I think he's like in a in a turban or something, and he has like the uh, the ribs like coming out of his back. Oh, yeah, really he's cool like one. the the mutant, isn't he? Yeah, no, the one who the clade who. Yeah, we'll get into that. But animals are involved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you've also just mentioned Teenage Mutant Ninja uh, Deviants, and so you're going to have to run a game of Teenage Mutant Ninja Deviants now. Oh, don't tempt me, dude. I, I would do that. That would be a, uh, do it. Be a be treat. Way. So while we're on the subject of mutants uh, and teenagers, uh, the, ne the other axis of character creation is the clade. Clades are what results from the conspiracy's experiment. So origin is how you were made. Clade is what you were made into. So you remember how every origin needlessly had two names? So yeah, same thing happens here in Clades. Um, so this is the what cool powers do you have? Uh, every Clade gets two uh, powers specific to it. And every Deviant also has the universal stubborn resolve power. Because, you know, Deviants, they're, they're stubborn yep. and resolute. The, uh, the first clade uh, is the previously mentioned and hinted at cephalists or psychics. You have mental powers far beyond mortal man. You can kill a yak by looking at it with Whoa. mind bullets. Uh, after that, uh, we have the chimerics or hybrids, uh, where you are part human and part something else. Animal, vegetable, Strange tentacle they had lying around the lab? Sure, why not? Point is, you're part person, part something else living. It's important. You'll see why in a moment. Uh, after the chimerics, we have the coactives or the infused. So this is what happens when you get fire powers in my human genome. Or maybe angelic abilities or demonic powers or darkness control gets all up in your dna 
uh, you have power over some intangible thing like that. So do you want Magnetos? Because this is how you get Magnetos. Uh, next up are the Invasives slash Cyborgs. Uh, you remember the hybrids a few minutes ago where they had weird organic bits? This is the exact same thing, but for inorganic bits. You have machines in you. You're a cyborg. Everybody knows what a cyborg is. Yep. Finally, last but not least, are the mutants or grotesques. Uh, you're the progenitors, which is the people who actually make you in the conspiracy. You're the progenitors, most especialist little creation, because they were trying to make something, but got you instead. Uh, you can adapt to, to survive most things because you represent humanity's ability to overcome anything, even deviation. Yeah, I'm just going to say it. I think all the clay, all the clades are really good. Um, they're all very straightforward. You know, they're, they're cool options for a lot of different characters. And um, also, you know, the, the, the formal name, the informal name thing, not as much of a problem with these just because of what they selected. You know, chimerics and hybrids, you know, they're pretty well related. Cephalist. Maybe not everyone has heard of like autocephaly and that kind of like uh, brain and, and head stuff, but uh, that and psychics both make sense. Um, mutants, grotesques, perfect. Coactives and fused, both a little confusing, but uh, it's just one relationship to remember, which is uh, I don't think it's gonna be that hard for people. Yeah, it's, it's a much much simpler duology than the uh, the previous uh, yeah. the origins. And yeah, like you said, these are, I don't have, I don't have anything wrong with them. I, I couldn't find anything to really make fun of. They seem real straightforward, real easy. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed them. It looks like there's a, there's a lot of fun character options. You here. can make fun of them because you got the hybrid thing, whereas the height, the chimeric hybrid it is literally anything that is alive. As you say here, vegetables, animals, weird tentacle thing. You can combine it with literally anything that's alive. So you can go down the whole route of the fly with Jeff Goldblum and, fly mm -hmm. weird shit like that there's there's no kind of hard yeah. lines in it you say you say the horror route man that that was a love story <laughs> they had a baby it was beautiful yeah have you seen the fly too it's a it's a movie that exists in your I mind have. it does <laughs> i'll have to i'll have to check it out no i do not run run far away yeah it's it's funny you mentioned that i actually played uh deviant uh, the Renegades at the previous Onyx PathCon, uh, and I think there was actually a new Onyx PathCon coming up. Playing it with uh, Nick uh, from Gehenna Gaming, and one of the characters in that was indeed inspired by the fly, so that's definitely a, uh, a route that you can take. So now that we've uh, covered who you're playing, or you know, at least the mechanical aspects of who you're playing, um, let's, uh, let's dive mm -hmm. into the world a little bit, shall we? David, you got something about uh, the conspiracies and the progenitors that we've been talking about? We've mentioned the word conspiracy quite a lot. Um, so what is actually a conspiracy? It's um, They're very much like your, your secret black ops societies out there. They're hidden society types. Um, they are the underground. They're not conspiracies as in, oh, look, um, the government's covering shit up, aliens and stuff. The conspiracies are the people who are doing the cover-up, in a way. 
So you've got your secret black ops missions. You've got religious cults in there and, and all sorts of things. So what have I got here? Uh, there's no real meta for these. You, there is literally, again, anything that is secret and hidden that is trying to control power is a conspiracy. Um, they hunt down the deviants and try to gain control of them. So ones that have maybe been been formed uh so what we're we talking about the accidents um who have, have come out or the born who have been who've been created they hunt them down and they want to try and control the deviants you want to study them and use them or if if you're a religious company you maybe want to destroy them um uh they're, they're a blank book which is open to interpretation so why why do you want to hunt them down or why do you want to control them why does a conspiracy want to do this so you've got a lot of freedom with the with that maybe it's a religious cult that sees them as the embodiments of a god and worships them or they want to use them in a holy war against other deviants or maybe they see them as abomination that needs to be cleansed from the world it could be a military who want to uh, want to use them for super secret secret black op wars and have complete deniability because no no this person was not shooting lasers out of his eyeballs or throwing electric fish at people or maybe it's an industry that wants to study them to perfect the transformation and gain uh, forbidden knowledge uh, and get a, a one-upmanship over other um, dna studying people it could be a magic wanting to harness the powers to bring forth their cosmology into the world it's literally anything dark, anything hidden that is trying to control and gain power through manipulation. So that's what a, con a conspiracy is. So there's a lot of freedom within what they say they are, but it's always hidden. And there's always many, many layers behind it. So the deviants, they fight these conspiracies. They try to, their anger, what some of the conspiracies have maybe done to them. And, and turn them into these deviants. They they fight them, they destroy them. And when upon the destruction of a conspiracy, they suddenly see, actually, that wasn't the conspiracy. There's another layer behind that, and there's levels. Conspiracies are like onions. There's levels and layers behind them. And now I'm thinking of Shrek, and we need to do a Shrek game of deviant. Do 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 we? Do we need to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not uh, so sure. No, no, we uh, really don't. Does someone want to play a giant gingerbread man? I don't know. Well, it's possible. Oh, it's definitely possible in Deviant. Uh, anything's possible in Deviant. Would that be, would that be an infused? Uh, or I think hybrid? I'd go for a hybrid because it's, it's, it's not an actual living thing. So, well, I don't know, actually. It could be a, a cyborg because it's not living, is it? Gingerbread isn't living. But it's, but I mean, it's organic. Uh, well, if it's been cooked, is it now count as organic? Yeah, because you can't eat inorganic matter. Hmm. I would say you should go look at the cool powers and then see which is better for the giant gingerbread man and make a decision that way. So you see, listeners, even amongst ourselves, we can we can think of multiple ways to make characters across the uh, the clades and the origins. This just goes to show you the uh, the breadth and the scope. Of deviant, such it's such an amazingly sideways concept. A lot of these things, <laughs> yeah. I think Mike, you've got something you want to say about conspiracies here? Uh, no, I think you covered it pretty well uh, there, David. I mean, it's it's interesting that they gave us this whole giant write up on the conspiracies, 
and then in that in that like chapter two yes. there's really no specifics it's completely broad and open it's really it's very vague um so i'll preempt this to say that this is gonna be the first rpg setting review where we actually dig into the settings in one of these books um because that is where they have several examples of conspiracies um and give some kind of specificity to how those can be portrayed in your games so we'll get to that a little bit later i didn't actually read that section of the book because there's what is it chapter chapter six don't worry don't worry david i read it so you don't have to uh, but you should read it in the future because there's some great stuff in it there's a lot in this book that i want to reread and go over because it's really cool definitely but uh david you want to talk about the progenitors a little bit yeah so the conspiracies are the people who want to control the the deviants and they're the overarching corporation i suppose you can say is another name men in black the progenitors are technically the ones who created the deviants whether that's by accident or by design um whether it was your two parents having sex creating you as a baby um they're your progenitors and somehow you become a deviant from that or whether it's a guy in a lab um poking you with needles and infusing you with weird chemicals or you're sat under some ritual magic and then the cult is calling forth a demon and boom you get a deviant military hospital throws nanotech into you goes wrong there's a power surge and zap you're a deviant so it's it's the people who created you whether it's as say by design or by accident Sometimes they work for the conspiracies. Sometimes they're working against the conspiracies. So they, they are, and that's, again, it's kind of like the conspiracy. It's, just, it's an open book as to kind of what they are. So this whole settings chapter area is, it gives you ideas as to what these people can be. So Yeah. Yeah, it gives you a skeleton, but uh, yeah. it's up to you to flesh it out. You know, there is one thing which uh, I don't think you mentioned there, David, which is kind of weird and interesting, which is the self progenitors. Um, so the men- the book mentions them once and then uh, I don't think mentions them ever again. Or if it does, it's it's by a different term. Uh, but conceptually, characters could uh, accidentally or intentionally turn themselves into a deviant. So yes, maybe yeah. this is characters like a scientist working in the lab and then, oh, there's a chemical spill. Oh, no, I'm a deviant now. Um but they are they are supposed to be angry and searching for revenge for reasons against the uh you know the source of their deviancy which is usually a conspiracy so i don't know maybe your character you know invented the razor flip phone but motorola was working you to death uh, to get the project done so the character uh to to stay alive merges with some telecom switches to stay alive and now seeks to destroy the motorola executives did you just turn the person into a flip phone you can do anything in Deviant, man. Deviant name is Flipper. Oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, I was joking before with Chig that uh, uh, Deviant the Created could be the perfect game to uh, utilize those cool random tables and stuff from uh, Palladium Books' After the Bomb or, or Nightbane, which we reviewed here on the show. It could be a cool way to uh, just randomly generate some of the weird stuff with your character following their uh, their divergence. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff you can do in this game, and I think that's one of the things that really draws me to it. Is there's there's some really there, there's the usual lot um, like Chronicles darkness behind it, 
But then they just throw some absolutely weird stuff at it. And if you want, you can run with some of that and make some bizarreness out of it. Yeah, it's definitely the most Gonzo of all of the Chronicles of Darkness games. I think we can all agree on that. Demon has some weird stuff, but uh, Deviant goes above and beyond. Okay, I I was with you until you brought up uh, Demon. I don't think you can play a house in Deviant, but you absolutely can in Demon. Oh, can you? Wait, hold on, hold on. Rewind. Can't. I know that's what I was thinking of with the the really wacky stuff with Demon. But could you play a Deviant house? Let me let me think about this. You could in a way. The cyborgs, I mean, the invasives. I mean, you you can play you can play like a brick house, you know, just some really really big built dude. But I don't think you can play an actual you know place. Of course, now that I've said that, I'm gonna have to make that as my character for the character creation episode. So listeners, listeners, stay tuned. Yeah, I'll, I'll make Shrek. You make a house. Uh, Michael make a Ninja Turtle. Okay, all right, I'm into it. <laughs> And then someone will run a game and hate us all. So, uh, yeah, next up, what is a deviant? Uh, the way it describes it in the book is it's a non-baseline human with some form of power. So us humans, like people like us who are talking here, we're considered baseline. I know we're not normal, but we're baseline. Um, so a deviant is not considered baseline human. Something's happened to their DNA, and they have gained some form of power. Um, the key thing that makes a deviant and that can kill one in the creation of a deviant so in that transformation that has happened from their progenitor or the conspiracy doing something from them is it's a breaking of the soul so you can give humans power but they won't actually be able to use the power unless something happens and their soul breaks and this is where we get another name for a deviant uh, called the Broken. And again, like the other things we've had before, there's a lot of names for deviants. Um, in here, there's Renegades, there's Deviants, there's Broken, there's the Transformed. The Remade. So there's loads of names for them again. And it's one of the good things about uh, Chronicles books is they have a glossary in them, and you can check things in the glossary. They like have a named glossary. But yeah, um, the change that happens to for, uh, take, take you from a baseline human to a deviant is not instantaneous um, and is generally seen as quite slow. Uh, that, and it slowly detaches you from the world, allowing your anger to, to kind of rise as to what has been done to you as, as the soul suddenly snaps and you realize that you see your mother and she's crying because she's dropped her favorite glass on the floor and it's shattered. And you just don't feel the need to comfort her. Or you see your friends out on a night out having a party and enjoying themselves. And you just like, you don't feel left out. Something has changed within you that you suddenly feel disconnected from the world. And this makes you angry that something bad has happened to you, but you can't understand what. So this anger rises, and this is why you start to hate the conspiracies or the progenitors, the people who have done this to you, because you're aware that things beforehand, you had feelings and you understood the world, and now the world is different. 
And from this transformation, not only do you realize that the world is bad, and I'll go into that a bit later, when you get your transformation, you get new powers. Some of them are subtle, some of them overt. So it could be you've, you're, you're a mutant and you've got one arm is massive and the other one is really skinny, but the big arm is really powerful. So it's an overt variation. Or it could be subtle, like your psychics and your cephalists, where it's a, a mind power. Um, so you can't see it on the outside, but there is a change within you that has given you an ability. Um, but as I was saying earlier, there's, there's a price. So you broke, your soul has broken. And this is called a scar. It disconnects you from the world. Um, and again, some are obvious and physical, and some are more subtle. So we get the body withering but great pay, um, brain power. So we get Professor X. Uh, or you get someone like the Beast, where you are become remarkably strong, but you're big and blue. So there's like different levels of of these. Or you can maybe you, you've you've bonded with a cat, and you've just basically become uh, I don't give a fuck. I'll just knock shit off a t- not knock shit off itself. But I've got amazing cat grace. But yeah, fuck that thing on a, on a wall, and you'll just randomly knock shit off and not really give crap. Um, so there is, within that, there's kind of no real way that will state what powers you're going to get. When you, when you go through your transformation, there is no guarantee, one, that it will work, and two, what powers you will get from it, what variations you will get from it. Even when people are studying this, even when conspiracies are studying this, whether it's in the, if they're doing it in a scientific laboratory and they've kind of gone, yeah, this is what we need to do and they see a, st- a pattern start to emerge. doesn't always work. There'll be a high death rate from the process, whether it's uh, actually from the process itself or whether it's the fact that you can't deal with what's happened to you and you go down a, a darker path. And those, those variations could be rejected by your body if you're a cyborg, and therefore that could kill you. Um, it could also, you could be saying, I want to be a cyborg. Give me that implant. Your body rejects the implant, but goes, hang on a minute. There's electricity in that implant. I like that in- electricity, so I'm going to become an invasive instead. And it will feed off the electricity in the implant. So you can plan things, but things will go wrong and something else could happen. So it's all a bit, if you're going to look at like maybe character creation, I'd say, what powers do you want? And then think of a reason why you've got those powers. You can think of that reason. There is any, you can have any reason. That's one of the good things I think about this. So, um, yeah, yeah, there's definitely some good, uh, some good story ideas there. David, with regard to the scars, I think one of the core things that I think people should think about when coming up with those, and correct me if I'm wrong, is you should really think about not just how they, the scars might hurt you, mm-hmm. but how they hurt other people. Because yeah. the, uh, the deviants, they really, they tend to burn very bright, but cause a lot of damage, yeah. a lot of collateral damage as they're active. Yeah, definitely. So the, scar- the scars are the things that affect the way you deal with the world around you now that you are a deviant. So 
say if you if you've picked up a scar that basically turns you into a cat you could be the person who just walks walks into your home with your parents and then you just start knocking shit off a shelf and not really caring that it's like your grandmother's ashes or something mm. um so it's the scars i was talking to mike about this i think just before we came on um it kind of makes me think in some respect of some of the stuff from some of the free league things free league games where you have this hidden secret within you that affects your personality whereas here it's a lot more overt it's a lot more open um and it does take an effect on the grander scheme of things in in um things from the flood you do have a scar which is a mental yep. thing that affects you when certain things arise and I, I kind of see a little bit of a crossover there, but it's just kind of a lot more overt, a lot more open. So, but it's definitely affecting you in the way you view the world, or the world views you. And of course, here in Deviant, it's it's a downward spiral. So, the the more powerful you become as a character, and you know the more abilities you gain as a Deviant, the more scars you gain. So you're you're basically giving up parts of what make you a human to gain parts of what make you special. And having just just finished watching um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and no spoilers about the story here um, for that, but there is the whole thing with the the super serum uh, as to kind of how that works and creates a super soldier. Sometimes it just does make a super soldier. Sometimes it just messes you up and then it kind of, you go on a darker path as you get stronger with it. And there is actually a game term within this for that, and it's called instabilities. It's the instability of the scars, and it kind of shows how bad they affect the deviant and then the world around it. Um, so there's a, lot of, there's a lot of play within that as well. So. Yeah, 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 definitely. So yeah, I think it was important to kind of discuss the scars a little bit further because that, that highlights the issues that the deviants encounter just interacting with um just living interacting with um you know friends and family of their their previous more mundane life um and the uh the book also has some really interesting ideas about how the deviants would would interact with the real world you know specifically how these remade are going to be able to survive in the digital age while battling against these you know really typically much more powerful conspiracies the book gives a bunch of different ideas for like living off the grid um to try to survive and you know avoid the conspiracies seeing them maybe using identity theft so that they can still have credit cards but the uh conspiracies won't be able to track it back to them maybe working for organized crime or you know surviving off of the dark web that kind of stuff things about deviance is they don't actually just have to be human um there is a there's manticores out there um and these are animal deviants uh, they're, they're generally genetically stable and do not develop new variations. So unlike a human, as they kind of get that anger and get that rage and fight against things and, and grab for the powers and you can get new variations. Animals, nah. No, they, they've got their variations and they, they become a genetic stability. Um, and they generally get yeah. quite... A, they, they become more intelligent. So there's a few who become... Um, it doesn't matter what they what animals they are, they can become as intelligent as chimps and gorillas, uh, but most become an intelligent monkey or parrot. To yep. paraphrase the book, <laughs> that one. 
Yeah. Um, again, again, this is a way for Chig to use that complete collection of After the Bomb, uh, along with uh, Deviant right here. Yeah. Play, play yourself a, 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 I don't know, a, some form of animal Deviant. Do it. There's also um, there's Ferals. So like a lot of the games, uh, the Chronicle games, um, you have touchstones, things that keep you, especially in like the vampire games, you have um, touchstones that keep you connected to reality. Um, ferals have no touchstones. Nothing connects them back to reality, so they become highly mutated. Um, they let the variations and the deviance, deviations run rampant within their bodies because nothing keeps them connected to the human world. And they become mutated beyond recognition, only kind of vaguely human, as in they have two arms and a leg and a head. Um, renegades generally see them with a bit bit of pity, and devoted see them with disgust. And this is, ah, that's the other name for them. So renegades are people who fight against the conspiracies and devoted are those who tow the party line. I'm trying to remember the name earlier. That's where that comes from. Mm -hmm. um, and yep. one last thing, I think, on... on this is, I've put something about the Web of Pain here. This should have been in the um, conspiracies area, really. Um, but it's where I was talking about onions. There's layers. The Web of Pain is the layers and the web of society. The conspiracies kind of, you, you uh, the renegades will destroy what they see as the progenitors and the conspiracy that fought them, only to realize it's a bigger level. And it's called the Web of Pain. But yep, yeah. it's a good concept. Yeah. So I think next we have up um, a bit of discussion on kind of the open worldness of this entire setting. Mike has got. Uh, I mean, we we've kind of already covered that the uh, you know chapter two very open um, gives that kind of skeleton, maybe the framework, and it's up to the storyteller to you know, fill in all the details about what conspiracy is going to be in your town, what multiple conspiracies might be there, and also ideas for um, who progenitors might be and the like. However, that can be pretty time-consuming, pretty challenging for many storytellers. So uh, this is, this is again, like the first time we're really going to be digging into the, uh, the example settings for one of these Chronicles of Darkness books, but I felt like it was really important to do that this time for Deviant. Because, again, you know, we don't have that many setting details uh, uh, in the main part of the book. As well, for, for people that are really uh, familiar with Chronicles of Darkness, and that maybe they've played multiple different uh, games before, there is also a lot of crossover options right here. You, you, could, you could cross over and grab ideas from Mummy the Curse, let's say, uh, because there is that... Um, there's that DNA corporation. Maybe they are actually the conspiracy that has uh, affected all different characters. Or maybe there's a uh, kind of a rogue mummy cult. Uh, they're using Sekem uh, as a way to uh, create this uh, kind of superhuman uh, divergence effect. Or maybe you could be using the Chiron group from, uh, from Hunter the Vigil. And they are grafting on Promethean limbs onto like unwilling subjects to uh to make hybrids, you know mages. Just mages, you know. They could always be a, a an evil conspiracy doing some of these effects. Um. So yeah, there's just like a lot of different options for crossover. Man, that that poor deviant with the Promethean arm. He's getting the worst of both worlds. <laughs> really, really is. Yeah. 
I think there's a there is definitely a space to discuss the similarities and differences between uh, Deviant, the uh, Renegades, and Promethean the Created. You know, you heard me previously in the episode accidentally call this Deviant the Created. So um, that kind of can tell you the uh, the kind of matching themes, but also really interesting differences that I see between the two games. So yeah, uh, let's get on to those like actual example settings here in the book. Um, so there's four of them. Um, there's one in Turkey, one in Australia, and then two in the United States. So we're going to start off with uh, Ankara, Turkey. So in the uh, the capital of Turkey, um, there is the Onakis uh, conspiracy that exists throughout Europe and the Middle East. Um, and you know, Ankara, Turkey is just one of the locations where they have a uh, a substantial presence. And this is a large conspiracy that uh, deals with religious groups on one side and then evil corporations on the other. And they're originally like an old Greek conspiracy that has expanded and uh, stuck around even after the Ottoman Empire came through Anatolia and even into the times of modern Turkey. And the conspiracy tells itself that it's the guardians of humanity, um, you know, against a world of unseen horrors. And as a way to try to guard humanity, um, the Onakas group makes uh, deviants and, well, hopefully more of the, uh, the devoted portion. And the divergence that they, uh, that they perform is to basically try to apply, like it says, strange energies at frequencies that resonate with the human soul and with human organs. So that's a way that they uh, can change the body and soul of the, uh, the volunteers that they have. However, the Onakis conspiracy uh, is actually a little bit weak in Ankara, and this power vacuum that exists is filled by another conspiracy, which is the Vigilance Society. Uh, the Vigilance Society is born out of rogue military and government agents in Turkey, and they are vigorously secular and follow what they believe are the original ideals of Mustafa Kemal Ataturk's Six Arrows. And for more information on that, I'm going to link you in the show notes to my old history podcast episode on Mustafa Kemal Ataturk. So check that out. Now, the Vigilance Society is uh, sort of like, you know, it's really, it feels like it's based off of the deep state of like real world conspiracy theory. But in the context of the uh, of Turkish politics, in this case, um, in which they are, you know, strongly opposed to the monastic nature of the uh, Onakis. And the Vigilance Society uh, divergence, it really varies, um, but volunteers are used to create all sorts of different remade, um, from like trying to get remote viewing psychics to brainwashed cyborgs. So they're, they're really focused on using technology um, to achieve what they can. And stuck in the middle of the shadow war and this uh, scathing analysis of modern Turkish politics are the uh, scattered deviants opposing the conspiracies of oppressive religious uh, capitalism and the police state. So it's pretty cool. And um, this, uh, you know, this is the first setting that they give us, but it's a great framework that you can use in case you want to uh, display how Deviant might work with a, uh, a city where there's two ideologically opposed conspiracies, um, which uh, seems like a good, uh, good framework to use. I don't know. It seems real uh, location specific. Where else in the world are you going to have a group of religious fundamentalists who are, you know, 
working against the government. That's that seems unlikely anywhere outside of uh, Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. You never get that anywhere. No, else. no, no, no. So it's it's all in that one specific small small area. Yep. Yep. Anyway, um dry wit aside. And next up is uh Darwin, Australia, uh which is a city located in northernmost Australia. Uh and it's the uh tropical state capital of the Pete is going to be it's the Northern Territory, I believe. I believe that is yeah. the yes, uh, it is. Yeah. the section that's called. And this city serves almost as a prison for the deviants that uh, they really can't escape. And there's actually several active conspiracies and uh, really little transportation out of the city. Uh, and that that those few transportation hubs, you know, the one rail line, the one airport, the one dock. Those are all being constantly monitored by the different conspiracies. So the remade really remain trapped. And this section actually gives us six conspiracies. Um, not a lot of detail about all of them, but uh, you know this one's interesting because it gives that framework for how a city might operate, a really small city that has a whole lot of different conspiracies going on and kind of you know giving you ideas for how they can uh, interplay with each other. So of those six conspiracies, I'm going to highlight three of them. Uh, the first being the Society for Cultural Preservation, which is the awful colonialist British conspiracy. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty scathing right there. Uh, I'm actually going to quote part of it. Uh, <clears throat> quote, the society's approach to triggering divergence is egalitarian. The conspiracy will try anything to see what works. The society's uh, preservation of cultures is genuine, but it inevitably discards the unique qualities of any culture in favor of homogenizing the elements leading to power. End quote. Whoo! Okay, that was a that was a spicy take right there, and um, you know, hats off to, to Onyx Path on that one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they they really they provide a uh, an interesting evil. But a uh, pretty unique take on uh, how different cultures can, cultures can interact, which is, you know, clearly, um, you know, a colonial issue, but also, you know, a, a pretty, pretty heated topic in Australia as well. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, uh, I, I'm feeling really guilty about being British now from that comment. Well, David, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you should always <laughs> feel guilty about being British. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, yeah. this current climate. Yes, of course, I fucking do. Um, but we'll not get into that one. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just, it's something to think about. And, um, you know, the, the Chronicles of Darkness games are always really good for providing those frameworks to, you yeah. know, explore things that are maybe not great about society and um, different things that uh, need to be tackled in the future. Is, is there a Brexit conspiracy? Uh, I did not see one, but uh, I think for your uh, Deviant Manchester game, that would probably be one of the conspiracies right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Throwing more ideas at me. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. All right, next up we have uh, Phoenix Power Explorations, which is an evil mining corporation constantly changing shell corporations and board members. Not much explanation on what they actually do with the remade, but uh, I assume if you watch a couple Captain Planet episodes and get some great ideas. And then the other one that I wanted to highlight is the uh, Gudamia 
uh, which is an indigenous conspiracy formed around young people fighting back against the evil corporations and colonists and, well, conspiracies. There's no word on if they actually, uh, you know, do the act of divergence, if they actually create and you remade, uh, but they are they were created or kind of formed and led by a deviant woman, um, and many deviants flocked to her cause. Uh, and they've kind of been starting this almost like, you know, use the word holy war, that probably isn't the right term, but that's the feeling I got from the text. Um, this really uh, very focused war against the other conspiracies in the city, which is cons- committing a lot of atrocities and leaving a trail of destruction in its wake. So it, it shows how deviants can become so so focused and damaged that they really are just just ruining things all around them. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just a, the, the Darwin Australia one is just interesting because, you know, again, it's multiple conspiracies all kind of backstabbing each other all while there are deviants running around as well. So it kind of gives that a kind of inspiration and framework for that. And crucial to that, none of them are really, quote unquote, the good one. They're all they're all bad. Mm, correct. So there's not there's not a good conspiracy that you can join to, you know, save the world and, you know, make it a better place. They're all crappy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might be able to pick the least bad, but that's it. It's never going to be good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, moving on from there, uh, we have the two short ones, which I'm going to cover uh, for the United States real quick. Um, so we have Newark, Delaware, USA, which takes place at the University of Delaware. Uh, which is a conspiracy hotspot. And the write-up here is actually pretty interesting. Uh, it feels like one, like an older kind of World of Darkness uh, uh, write-up and, and source book where you know, it's giving you different, different information on like different buildings at the university, some of the people you could run into. So this, um, this setting is actually much more hyper-focused. Again, University of Delaware uh, has a couple of conspiracies all interacting with each other at this location. And the researchers are being funded to, well, research... Uh, I'm going to quote this from the book, quote, race realism, end quote, and uh, create the, a more perfect human through mutation experiments. So this is a good example of a tier one deviant game, um, since the characters will be investigating a few researchers and find their, uh, their larger corporate or really conspiracy links. It's, it's pretty easy to scrub out the uh, pretty clear neo-Nazi stuff uh, in this one if you don't really want to deal with that at your table. Um, it's a pretty minor thing, but you could you could easily just say, like, um, they're, they're experimenting with mutation to, I don't know, eliminate cancer or something. Which doesn't make sense because cancer is mutations and... Uh... Anyway, right, but if you do enough of them, eventually you'll go through cancer and come out the other side, right? That's that's how science works. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly Maybe. how science works. Maybe Chris is not here to correct me, so I'm pretty sure that's how science hey, works. I'm a scientist, and I'm saying that's exactly how science works. <laughs> if you go through the black hole, you'll you'll come out the other side eventually, right? Yes, yes. I study I I study astrophysics. I I know everything about black holes that has ever existed honest don't i just have to get beyond the the speed of light to uh, get to the other side just gotta do that as long as you like being spaghetti <laughs> uh that sounds like a uh, a poor lifestyle anyway yeah the uh, the newark uh 
Delaware one, it's really easy to reskin to any university out there. You know, if you're uh, if you're next to University of San Diego, boom, just use that. Reskin a little bit, you're good to go. And it gives you a lot of NPCs and stuff, which is a uh, a nice change of pace from the previous two, which were pretty light on uh, the specifics. And then real quick, we've got uh, Connellsville, Pennsylvania, USA, where there's a spooky old limestone cave at the edge of a depressed Rust Belt town. And something about the cave and the local water supply has strange effects on the local population, uh, which has led to a conspiracy, Burgess Pharmaceuticals, setting up a local research center to study the cave and ultimately the local population. And uh, yeah, Connellsville is an example of a one conspiracy town and also a one company town. So Burgess Pharma is the largest employer by far. And if the deviants of the local uh, town want to take vengeance upon this conspiracy, well, they're going to be destroying the town and the lives of their friends and families in the process. So, you know, what is the, uh, the price that, uh, that they're going to pay? It's not if they're willing to pay it right in deviant it's what is the price they will pay for what they must do and that's pretty much what i got um you know again like there's no real way real uh, set way to create deviants a couple of these example settings like the uh the turkey one especially does provide some ideas for some divergence uh that might take place uh which is pretty cool and that is pretty much what i've got to say um about deviant is there anything else uh folks want to bring up I, th- I think those, those those settings that they've they've given there as an examples are, are great examples, and you can use those to build upon them. But I do think I think one of the great things about this book um, is is the freedom to to have that fun within it, to to go bizarre onto it. And um, I don't know as much as I probably should do about this game, but I was kind of. So there was something you said earlier, Mike, that made me think of this um, about the conspiracies. Could you think about it in a way like cult um, as well, maybe? Like that kind of level that there's something else above you controlling things. I don't know. Um, hmm. I think Chris might be a better one to make that connection. But Well, if you wanted to do that, then you could uh, always tie it into the, the supernal realm from, uh, from Mage the Awakening. Because that's basically the uh, the higher reality sleeping into hours, right? I think that, yeah, because that's one of the things you can do within this. I think you can, you can take the idea of you you you're a deviant, and you quite easily bring in maids because they've created you somehow by some magical stuff, or the god machine has done something to you. So you could you could got a a demon or a god machine chronicle going on. So I think there's a lot of crossover abilities within. The, the, the... Oh man, your uh, your your origin story is I was a rounding error in reality. <laughs> this is this is what this is what happened. Holy smokes, that is that is one hell of an accident right there. Yeah, so um, I was talking to Mike with this beforehand, and it's something that I I'm going to say it now because I really need to get this thing sorted. I've written a, a one shot for God Machine Chronicle based in Manchester. That as soon as I read Deviant, I'm like. This God Machine Chronicle basically turns people into deviants. So uh, I think there's a lot of abilities to do crossovers with the God Machine and with Mage and things. Uh, yeah, so I'm definitely think there's there's some really cool stuff within this book, and I just definitely I definitely want to be a superhero who has a fish 
an electrified fish. Because that piece of artwork <laughs> is my new favorite piece of artwork. I mean, it's a good one. I like the uh, I like the the chipmunk with a bionic arm and a smartphone. That is uh, that is the character I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is real artwork in this book, and uh, it just tickles me pink. I mean, this yeah, again, it's it's kind of a Gonzo game, but you can still fit this in perfectly, as David was just mentioning, crossing it over with other game lines. You know, there's a lot of great ideas for um. Promethean created, um, since they have these uh, these interesting similarities, especially between like the the, uh, the demiurge and the uh, the progenitor. Um, you know, major works well with um, crossing this over with demon is an interesting idea. A little troublesome though. God machines, your overarching chronicle, not quite yeah conspiracy. Demons are fighting against it. It's it's a bit of a twist, but. It is. I, I'm just thinking that uh, you know demons don't really like to uh, to reveal themselves or go loud, if you will. I think that's the term they use in the game. Um, and deviants are just wrecking shit everywhere. Right, but that means that a deviant would be a wonderful tool for a demon. Correct. Yeah. A demon. Demon doesn't want to, you know, go out there and put his face or anything out there for the the god machine to see, but he will absolutely point some deviants at it mm. and say, hey, you're looking to, to tear down a conspiracy. Check this out. Yeah. Go get Definitely it. Definitely a good distraction. Uh, maybe something that the demons want to work with, but uh, at arm's length. Yeah, yeah, that could be pretty cool. So, in closing, it's a silly question given how we've uh, been discussing it, but guys, would, would either of you play a game of deviant? I mean, I already have, so um, I think you have my answer right there. Would I play another game of Deviant? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. We'll we'll talk about things more when we get to the uh the character creation uh, episode and uh, discuss the rules a little bit further. But um, no, it's a cool game. There's a lot of uh great options here, and um, you know, definitely uh definitely fun for spitballing different character creation ideas. Definitely, like. Concept-wise, I think there's so much you can do with this. As, we've, as you say, Mike, we've not we've not delved into the rules yet, but concept-wise and background and story-wise, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun that you can have with this, and I, I would definitely love to play this. I've I've pitched a game to a few people for a, for something that they they love the idea of. So it, it, you might see me run a game of it somewhere at some point. I don't know. It's definitely something I definitely want to. I want to have some fun with. It seems a lot more lighthearted right, well, than some of the other games as well. And uh, Chig, I think the uh, the main question is: Would you play a crossover between Deviant, the Renegades, and After the Bomb by Palladium Books? I'd play it tomorrow. I mean, except I have to work. But other than that, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. All right. Perfect. Perfect. All right, so I think that kind of brings our uh, review here to a close. And I do just want to bring up that, uh, you know, usually for these, uh, you know, character creation episodes, uh, we usually do those immediately, like two weeks after we do the RPG review. But uh, it sounds like we're going to be getting together a interview with Wet Ink Games about their uh, upcoming wilderness horror game, Into the Weird and Wild. And uh, that's going to be uh, coming up as the next episode, but it should be really cool. And then we'll get to the character creation episode soon after that, uh, starring Chig. So that'll be uh, pretty exciting. 
And uh, we are, of course, Darker Days Radio. So if you want to get in contact with us, uh, you can email us over at darkerdaysradio at gmail.com. Or you can check out our new link tree, which is going to be linked in the show notes. It's linktree slash darkerdaysradio. Um, and that is a uh, sweet little website which has a link to all of our different social media. So if you want to find our Discord link, boom, there it is. If you want to find us on Facebook, just go to the link tree and it's right there. And uh, it's also got our Instagram, Tumblr, and many other things. So the link tree is now the uh, the best place to go. Uh, and Chig, thank you very much for setting that up. It was hours and hours of effort. <laughs> According to the billing statement, it was hours and hours of effort. All right. Okay, yeah, make sure you get that uh, that OT approval in, and uh, we'll be good to go. All right, and uh, yeah, it's been a great episode, really awesome, talking about uh, Deviant the Renegades with the two of you. So, uh, David, thank you very much, really appreciate it. Oh, it's been great fun. I've been wanting to do this. As you know, I've been bugging about it since it came out, so. <laughs> I've been kicking the can on this review for over a year now, but yes, uh, it's good have. to get to. And Chig, thank you so much for for racing uh from work through the back streets of new york to get here to record this episode and share your wonderful thoughts with the listeners it's a pleasure to be here mike all right and to all the listeners out there take it easy and have a good night This has been an episode of Darker Days Radio. Special thanks to Occam's Laser for the intro, outro, and new bumper music from their hit album, Nine Circles. Check out the rest of their work at occamslaser.bandcamp.com. Occam's Laser.